Good morning, everybody. This is Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Let's get into it. I think I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to do parts because I have so many things that are on my mind. And it doesn't feel like Christmas time to me. I Yesterday, I didn't feel... I mean, I had a Christmas Eve party, small, for the family. It was successful. I was tired. My mom wore me out. Uh, the little bit of cooking I did do wore me out. My mom, I had to entertain her uh, and try to keep her present and engaged and get her dressed uh, so people could see her for at least an hour. And I think she made it two hours, and then she was like, I'm up. Uh, so she went to her bedroom, got in the bed, but um, it was fairly successful. But it just, I don't know, I have yet to feel overwhelmed with Christmas spirit. Uh, and I was talking to one of my friends who's in town uh, for Christmas, and she was like, it does not feel like Christmas to me either. I was like, it just feels like this is a a morning you're in town and and we're all meeting for coffee like we always do. We So here's how it started. I have a friend I went to high school with, and after her mother passed away some years ago, I want to say, gosh, over five years ago, but whenever her mother passed away, we were having a high school reunion type thing, and she walks in, and she looks amazing, and it was so good to see her, and she's like, yeah, I may not be coming back for Christmas anymore, because, you know, this was my mom's favorite holiday, she's no longer with us. And I was like, but you got to come home. And she was like, well, I could fly my dad to to wherever I am. I'm like, no, dude, you got to come. Like, I made a big deal about coming home. So, you know, that first year she came back, I was like, well, I guess I got to get my happy ass up (laughs) and go meet her. Um, So we wound up meeting early a couple of years, uh, just the two of us uh, for coffee and, and just catching up. And then um, a couple of other my friends, we're all friends. We all went to high school together. And I was like, do y'all want to join us? Because we're going to be. So then we started this ritual of getting up and meeting early on Christmas Day. Um, And for a couple of years, that was the only Christmas celebration I would have. Um, Because as my mom has gotten more bedridden, you know, it's like she ain't going out in this, especially if it's super cold. Um, yesterday was just rainy and windy. It wasn't all that cold, but anyway. So uh, it was great. It was great to hang out with them. But see, don't write checks you can't cash because I made such a big deal about it. So like that first year, I was like, oh, I'm all sleepy, but mm, I need to get up and go because I practically gave this woman a lecture. Uh, and I feel single-handedly responsible for her coming back to St. Louis every Christmas. So let me get on out here. And it, it's wonderful. Wonderful. She's a class act. We always are, are meeting in her suite. She always has uh, snacks and goodies. And it's just, it's fun to catch up. And it's nothing like what you see on TV. Uh, we all actually get along and, and love and respect each other. And, uh, I hope that spreads throughout the world where black women, especially because they're never shown on TV, uh, openly love and respect each other because you you might as well call love and hip hop love and disrespect like they don't respect each other. The real wives don't respect each other. Nobody respects each other. And that's not my reality. And gosh, I probably haven't watched those shows in six or seven years. So anyway, uh, one thing that I did learn is that 
uh, the friends of mine who do listen to my podcast, uh, they really listen. So all yesterday I'm at this, uh, you know, gathering with my friends for uh, for Christmas. And one of my friends was like, and then Judy said this on our podcast. And then Judy said this on her podcast. And Judy says this all the time. In the podcast. And I'm like, that is so great. Thank you for listening. You know, and my sister, she, she sends me texts after every episode, letting me know that she really listened to the whole thing. And so I hope that there's some nutritional value there that not only do you get some laughs and, and maybe learn something or, you know, see things in a different way. Um, you know, cause yesterday I do appreciate that. I, and I hope people learn something or get a different perspective. I really do. And if you don't know me, which most of you don't, uh, that's okay. That's okay. I just, I'm out here, uh, saying what I feel compelled to say. Uh, and it's right off the top of my head. That's why it's stream of consciousness. So I appreciate all the listeners, friends and strangers, um, because you could be doing anything and you take time to listen to this podcast and I appreciate the hell out of that. Um, but like yesterday I was talking to one of my friends, my friend who came into town and she was just like, she was playing Christmas for music when Houston comes on. And I made a joke like, ah, hi, you know, the internet believes Clive Davis killed Whitney Houston. That would be preposterous. Clive loved Whitney. Why would he do that? There's no motive. And I'm like, but do we really know Clive Davis? I don't know Clive Davis. And I just kept saying, but we don't know these people. We don't know these people. It would be different if somebody came into this room and said, one of y'all just murdered somebody. I would be shocked because I feel like I know you. And I would probably try to defend you because I know you. I don't know Clive Davis. And I don't know what his motivations are. I don't understand how he still has so much power in the music industry. And he's old as dirt. I don't understand how he doesn't get moved out the way or retire. You know, none of these people retire, you know, and uh, a lot of people don't mess with him, you know. So I don't know. I don't know if he's some sort of uh, cult leader. I don't know if he's in this Illuminati stuff. I don't know. I just know there's something going on and his name gets spoken a lot. I, I don't know anything really about this man. So if he wanted to move Whitney, he could have. I don't know. So it's like, that's what I'm trying to say on here. Like, we just need to question everything we've ever been told. That's what we were told. And I kept telling her, I was like, you're just saying everything you've just been told. We don't know this for fact. You know, some PR person has really put a great spin on it. I've loved Whitney. But you know what? For somebody who loved Whitney, why did he have her? Why did he have her dead upstairs while he continued to have his Grammy party? If I love somebody, I can't have no party knowing they're dead upstairs. Ah, that's fucking, that's ghoulish. I would never be able to do that. And then go say some shit like, well, this is what she would have wanted. Really? To be dead above a party? Nobody wants that. It's weird. They're all weird. And I just wish they'd go away. I, you know, you can look back over the last 30 years and see how we got where we are. You really can. You hear all these horrible sex stories. I read the freak offs. Go look that episode up. I read that part of the lawsuit. I hear not a lot of places would read it. Um, If you don't want to read it, 
I did read the freak off parts anyway, and it's disturbing. So you can go right back to 30 years ago and see how we got where we are. Because if this is what they're doing, and she didn't name names, Cassie didn't name who was in the freak offs, but you got to guess some new artists, young people who try who are trying to get in the business for, for whatever reason, these people are trying to impress Puffy. Uh, they probably were standing around watching or being forced to watch. You know, that's sexual harassment, bro. All day long. And it's like, what's why, why are people so hypersexualized? And then you have to ask yourself, why are so many damaged people drawn to the music industry? And now you see, because a lot of these damaged people are going to do these things because they've already been sexually assaulted. They've already been molested as children. They already think this is how it works anyway. Ugh. So I think that's what we're watching crumble is this paradigm where all of these sick, uh, malicious, sort of extortionistic people have been in charge and they've been manipulating and controlling people. And then you've got the extra layer of the satanic stuff. And don't sleep. The satanic stuff is real. There is enough evidence to suggest that many of these people are worshiping Satan. And the average person is not really wired for this. That's why they all look crazy. Doja Cat, Britney Spears, uh, Justin Bieber. They're not used to this. They don't, no one grows up. There's no degree you can get in mind manipulation, how to recover. You know, we have a song in our catalog called Staring at the Sun. And that's what it's based off of. These people who try to be famous so bad that they'll just do anything. Like Matthew Perry, he made a vow. I, God, if you make me, I would just, I will just do anything if you make me famous. You think only God hears those kind of crazy utterances? No, that's that's asking Satan to just be like, oh, okay, another one. <laughs> it's like that fat guy, what was it, Khaled, another one. When you say some crazy shit like that, God, I will just do anything. That has never turned out well in the history of time. I will just do anything. You know, okay, well, eat a bag of dicks then, because you're getting ready to get your ass blown out. And it's not going to be fun. So you might as well just walk outside and bend over. <laughs> it ain't going to be good. So, you know, and the T.D. Jake stuff, I I could see on uh, the internets and TikTok and the YouTube. People are pretty upset. I get it. If that was your pastor, I get it. But here's what I'm going to suggest. Don't. Don't ever put anybody up on a pedestal so high that you cannot accept that they're just human and they make mistakes and they lie. There is a chance that this man is lying. His rebuttal on Sunday in that blood red suit, I felt like he was telling us right there he dances with the devil. I'm not going to address these lies. And you know what he didn't say? And you know what he didn't say? And unfortunately, in my line of work, this is something I specialize in. Uh, it, co- it starts with screenwriting. Because I remember somebody asked me about screenwriting. And I said, sometimes the, the most important parts of the script are the things that weren't said. 
right? And I've translated that into the work I do now. You know, so sometimes I'm listening for something and I, I don't hear. I hear that you think it's a lie. I hear that you're annoyed and you think it's, you know, you're, you're denying it. But what I didn't hear uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes or Bishop T.D. Jakes say is, I would never do anything like that. I didn't do anything like that. I wouldn't uh, have sex with children. I wouldn't have sex with men. I wouldn't. I didn't hear anything like that. And they all think they're, uh, he's got the drama thing down. Don't get me wrong. He's very dramatic and he uses his language well and the pause as well. Um, and he distracts you with his wordplay. You know, who does that? The devil. Okay. I'm not calling him the devil, but there's something not right with the bishop. And he did not deny it, honey. He did not deny it. He let you know that you were wrong. That was gaslighting. You're you're wrong if you believe this shit, because I'm not even going to dignify it. That's called gaslighting. Because what he didn't say is, I'm not having sex with with men or little boys or underage people. He didn't say that. And he had on a blood red suit, like, dang, what, what of all the suit colors, you know, if you study stuff like body language and color choices and stuff like that, nobody, nobody would be like, Bishop, if you really want to win the people over, go out in a blood red suit. That's what people that unless you're a St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan, that is not a good color for you. No politician. Have you ever seen a politician walk out in a blood red suit? You know why? Because it turns people off. They think of the devil. Girl, I'm not, I have male listeners, so I'm sorry. But I'm not calling everybody a girl. But my goodness, what? You already know. You already know. So y'all out here vigorously defending this man you don't know him and you don't know what what people do when they're not in front of you you don't know let's just stop pretending like we can defend all behavior because we don't know i don't know that man and i don't know what he does but i'm telling you it looks sus good luck bishop i hope you got a good attorney because you're gonna need one Simone Biles. I don't know. By this point, I'm sure everyone has seen that Simone Biles' husband, who happens to be from St. Louis, ugh, uh, basically got on uh, the Pivot podcast with some older football players. One of them I know, Ryan Clark I know. The other guy, I, I've only seen him on this podcast. I, I don't know that he had a huge NFL career, but they have this podcast and, uh, you know, this dude just got on there and showed his old ass. Like, he apparently just does not think Simone Biles is that big of a deal. I don't want to break that down. If if you want to watch it or find it, you can. I, I've listened to that nonstop, and, and, and I get it. There, I've heard expert analysis on this. They're absolutely right. This guy did everything in his power to make it seem like she chased him. She's not that big of a deal. She has a lot of followers, but he's the catch. He's the prize. He's the pretty one. He's 
the one that that people should be paying attention to, even though don't nobody ever know who he. I have never heard of this gentleman, um, and I watch football. He plays on some. I think he plays for the Packers. I've watched those games. I've never heard of this dude. And um, she's there smiling and grinning. She's even present for the podcast. And he's saying these things like she did all the work. She she really had to, uh, you know, I went went on ahead and had some dinner. And then I swiped back on her. And then we matched. And then, like, he really did everything in his power to just not be excited about his wife. Which, all of that is upsetting. But why is it okay with Simone? Like, I don't think enough people have raised the the red flag for her. Like, what is it that you're on that you can sit there and smile and have him be like, okay, because he's basically the girl in the relationship, you know? Why ain't you calling me? Listen, I've dated this guy before. Not that guy particularly, but I've dated a man who was pretty much like, and I loved him just like she loves it. this guy. He was beautiful. Uh, and I really enjoyed his whole vibe, but it never could work because he constantly would just be like, well, why didn't you call me? You know, this doesn't work if, if I have to do all the work, if basically if he has to be the man and I would tell him, I'm like, I'm not used to guys who want to be pursued. I've never even met a man like that before you, you know, every man I've ever known wanted to be the pursuer. That's why when women say crazy shit, like well, he says he loves me and like, okay, if he loves you and he marries somebody else, he does not want to be with you because the reality of the situation is if he wanted to be with you, you'd be together because people do what they want to do all the time. There's not one person in the world right now not doing exactly what they want to do that's not a slave. If you are free and you are living your best life, you are doing something you want to do, right? That's the reality. And so you got a guy who doesn't want to be with you, but he wants to have sex with you. Or he he's getting something out of this transactional relationship, but he does not want to be with you because he's not excited to be with you. You know, because if he was excited, he would be excited. He would do the things excited people do. And maybe he's just immature. I don't know. But what about her? She's just like, yeah, okay. He just embarrassed the fuck out of you on a national podcast. And then the internet went crazy for you because we loved Simone Biles and this dude don't. (laughs) And you can't see it because he's good looking to you. It's sad. I feel really bad for her as an older woman. And I look at her as a younger woman and I'm like, I get it. He's pretty. Uh, maybe the sex is fantastic. I don't know. But it's like, girl, he ain't that into you. And shame on him. And maybe it's okay. I just feel bad because one day she's going to she's gonna go through a bunch of shit with this dude. And then she's going to look up and be like, I wasted all this time. And, it, you know, he just was he's she's not his type. You could tell he's not into her and he's going to cheat on her. He's just going to be a horrible partner. I'm not speaking all that over her. I don't want that for her, but it's what any grown up can see, you know, but, and we've all been there and we can't save her from her pain, but man, 
That would suck to go through that in public. And I would be embarrassed beyond words if my husband didn't brag on me. You know, as an accomplished woman, you can't get up and say anything good about me in front of the world and in front of me. And she's one of those types that'll be like, (laughs) that's just the way he is. He be playing. No, this Negro is not playing. He is not that into you. If you weren't Simone Biles, he would not have bothered. If you didn't have 3 million followers, he would have moved on. Ugh, horrible, shameful. I feel bad for her because there's something. She's so young and we all fall for it. Girls, we're all wired the same way. And we all fall for it. I I fell for it. I was older than her, and I fell for it. But, dude, mm mm-mm. Thankfully, I didn't marry it or stick around long enough trying to convince him to marry me. You know, that does And when are women going to learn that just because someone marries you, that doesn't mean they love you, especially when they can get something out of it? I'm thinking of a couple of transactional relationships I've seen lately. It's like, y'all... They don't love you. They got something out of being around you. Because a pretty boy, even a even a semi-attractive man, will manipulate a woman with low self-esteem. You know, sad. It really bums me out. Simone, I'm praying for you, girl. And I'm praying your heart does not get smashed in a million pieces. Because that's what's coming for you. And I'm sorry that we all will know about it. You know, I got hurt and disappointed, but the world didn't know about it. Um, This is going to be rough. This is going to be rough for you. Oof. So, as you guys know, we're... Almost at the end of the year. So today is December 26th. Again, it does not feel like Christmas season. I don't know. Uh, this has been a weird year. I, I enjoyed my year. It was very productive. I did feel like I was slacking a little bit because I have to give so much time to the caregiving. But uh, I do feel like I got a lot of things accomplished. I'm proud of the work that I, I've done. Um, and I'm I grew... I didn't grow my car rental business as much as I had hoped, but I did secure some uh, business financing. So that's that's kind of cool. Small amount, but good amount. New relationship with a new bank. Um, uh, I did grow the podcast. I'd like to continue to grow it more. Thank you for listening, subscribing, sharing, liking, following. Follow us on uh, Spotify. Give us those five stars wherever you listen. Um, would appreciate all of that. But uh, I have to do more to try to grow the podcast because I I feel like it has some value. And I feel like I've finally gotten uh, an idea of what I'm trying to say here. Um, And it helps when uh, people reveal themselves to be demonic. And then I can take a clear stance against it uh, (laughs) because I'm very anti-demonic. But, you know, I had a good year. I did. I Grew the podcast, writing a book, trying to grow the um, the uh, literary portion of my content company, 
And I mean, and I'm doing all this working full time and caring for my mom. So there's a lot. And I look forward to uh, changing my relationship with caregiving and being able to do more for myself and more for my businesses. And um, I'm excited about that. I really am. Uh, I think it's going to be a good year. I think 2024 is going to be amazing. I had a good 2023. um, But I think 2024 is going to actually be a lot more enlightening. I think people are waking up. I think we have been led down some dark road here. And I don't know that I believe anything anybody tells me anymore. And that's probably a good thing. You know, uh, I know people keep saying, don't, don't spend time on TikTok, the Chinese government and everybody's spying on you. Okay. I understand that. I get that. But why and why can't I see any of this shit on the TV, on the regular news? You know, how come nobody's talking about the stuff you see on TikTok? Like, there are people who are doing real citizen journalism. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. There are people who are working hard. Like, they don't know all the right words, and they don't pronounce everything correctly. Um, and they didn't study journalism, you could tell. But they... They are working and they're doing research and they're going down these rabbit holes and kudos to them because there's been a lot of shit that's been thrown at us that we just have to pretend is normal and it's not normal. There's a lot of not normal stuff. You know, people ought to be infuriated. If you have kids and they're in public schools in America, they are not learning how to tell time. They're not learning how to write in cursive. They're not learning how to, uh, you know, do critical thinking. They don't get a lot of gym class. They don't get music classes anymore. Uh, I mean, come on. What are you teaching them? I'm, I'm not judging anybody. I understand school's expensive. I went to Catholic school, and it was affordable back then. I was not molested. I was not harmed. They did try to indoctrinate me. It didn't work. But I did have a good education alongside of all of that. And uh, despite, uh, you know, I remember the teacher was like, well, if you get raped, you still can't have an abortion. And I raised my hand and I was like, I'm just going to let you know that I'm not, I don't see that happening. If I get raped and I want to terminate, I will. And uh, that may be why she told me I wasn't smart enough to go to the high school of my choice. I don't know. And I don't care because I did get into that high school. Yeah, sucker. I got in anyway. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, It's going to be lit for real. I'm just a little sleepy this morning. Had a busy weekend. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be so lit. I'm so excited. And, uh, you know, it's time to start writing down those goals. What are we going to do? Who we're going to be? I mean, it really expansive. We did some of that yesterday at our, our little champagne breakfast party. But uh, I guess we're the champagne breakfast club uh, for Christmas. But, yeah, I'm thinking uh, we need to go ahead and expand on those, write them down. And you don't have to share everything. You know, there are things that you probably will keep to yourself because, you know, everybody's not rooting for you. Everybody's not excited for you. Everybody's not uh, hoping you'll be successful. There are a lot of people in your life, a lot of people who say they love you, who will never, ever be happy if things are going good for you. I hate to say it. I I hate to think that that's true, but I know it's true. 
Uh, I'm not one of those people, though. I root for my friends. I, I cheer harder for my friends than anybody. Um, I don't know. I want people to win. I don't want to be in a winner's circle by myself. And also, like, why not? There's so much shitty stuff going on. Why not celebrate your friends? You know? You fucking won something? Dope. You got a promotion? Dope. You went on vacation for 10 days, had a great time? Dope. You know, your student loans got paid off? Dope. You know, celebrate people. You know what I mean? So go ahead and write things down and and keep your word to yourself. Now, that's the one T.D. Jakes quote that I liked. Um, and I'm not saying this man did not have value or merit. He did. He was blessed with a way of speaking. But, you know, when you you got to use your powers for good and not evil. You can't. Somewhere he turned, and like I've been saying for the last six months, you just got to believe it when you see it. You got to believe when these things are getting revealed, you got to believe it when you hear it. And the one T.D. Jakes quote that I did like was, you got to keep your word to yourself. You Sometimes people say things, and they know they don't even have the integrity. Their spirit can tell they don't have the integrity to do what they say they're going to do. I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like that. You know, like, yeah, you're out here saying things, but even you know you're not going to do shit, basically, is what he was saying. And uh, he said it more eloquently than that. And uh, he has a gift of gab. I'll give him that. But somewhere he made a dark turn. And I'm telling you. You, you you cannot be going hanging out at these Hollywood parties and think you're doing the Lord's work. You know you're not. There is a very dark energy all around L.A. When I was there, I felt it. I couldn't articulate it. I didn't understand, you know, exactly what was going on. But I just felt, I it felt weird. All around the entertainment industry. Now, I think there are plenty of people who live their best lives in L.A. And they don't, they don't deal with what I'm talking about. But these people in the entertainment industry are professional liars. Everybody's somebody else. Everybody's doing something, you know, I don't know. They're a bunch of pretenders and a bunch of liars. So, I mean, I don't know. You got to, if you spending all your time in LA going to parties and hanging out with, with folks who we know are sinners. I've known people who worked for Puffy. And I ain't talking about in the last couple of years. I mean, they worked for him for decades. And they all seen something. And they all know something about him and his personality. So, I don't know. <sighs> That's just such a rabbit hole. But our goals will be uh, of God. You see what I'm saying? I'm I'm not making no demonic deals. I'm not uh, making any kind of Faustian uh, Faustian promises. Uh, I I feel like um, you know I've been through a lot, and I've learned how to pray, and I've learned how to meditate, and uh, my mission is to serve God and to thank God for all that He's done for me. Uh, I don't know what other people believe in, but that's what I believe in. And um, I know that uh, he's done a work in me and it's been an amazing year because of that. And so I expect that 2024 will be even better. 
And I would like to speak that word over you as well to everybody listening, that you have an amazing year, that you do what you came here to do, and you love the people that love you. It's going to be an amazing year. Take very good care of yourself. Let's get excited. Let's start writing these goals down. We got a couple more times to meet this week. And uh, I'll be back. But I broke this podcast up because I knew I was going to be like, so, you know, anyway, that's me making turns and pivots. That didn't sound right. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Fall in love with life. Take care of yourselves. Happy post-Merry Christmas.